0: And welcome to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk, I believe it's like episode 12, is that correct? 12, 22,
1: 217, who knows at this point, let's just call it a solid dozen.
0: As always, I'm your host, Beans.
1: Mm, I'm JP, once again, there is a good energy in the gym, here we are. There's
0: always a good energy in the gym, that's you and me,
1: baby. Let's go, let's go, excited, excited, there is per usual a... Plethora of content for us to unpack for your viewing and listening Absolutely. enjoyment. So we're excited. Um, I'm teasing a little Green Lantern action here. I'm gonna start taking us through kind of a little piece at a time the Jeff Johns run on Green Lantern, but that'll be the end cap to our uh, our episode today. Right okay. from the right from the get go, we're gonna hit you know the Marvel side because how can be, we not?
0: We're gonna get right down to business. Day.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Right down to business,
1: boys. Absolutely. We're mixing business and pleasure. And really, when you get down to it, it's all pleasure. So, it's always a pleasure. Good for us. Good for us. Well, for those of you keeping track at home, Shang-Chi. is it? It's Shang, right? Not Shang. You know
0: Shang. what? I've said Shang the entire time. So have time. I. All the hit previews and stuff and yep. movie, it's Shang-Chi. It is Shang. Which yep. is fine. Fine. I
1: just... I, I have to remember Sean. Which is what he changes his name yeah. to. Right. Yeah, that's and then that, that helps that helps correct myself because wow. my inner, you know, dialogue wants to say shang and I got yeah. shong. And so it's it feels very unnatural to say. Oh yeah. Uh but we'll we'll get there. Butcher, I'll get there.
0: Butchering the hell out of it. That's Yeah. That's
1: yeah. Part classic of it. classic white guys butchering a an, an Asian guy's name. <laughs> so Sorry, we're trying to learn. We're trying to grow. We'll get better here. Absolutely. But uh, that came out this past Friday. What If? That machine just keeps churning out episodes. Um, the two, well, I should say the three most recent. I haven't seen the most recent that came out today. Did you have a chance to watch that? Yes. did. I did Okay. Didn't see the recent What If? Okay.
0: And I figured we can save that for Agreed. the Agreed. next one. Most definitely. But we can cover three and four, which... Yeah. I think we're great. Yeah. I really enjoyed the better. fourth one. It's starting yeah. to pick up. I think, Agreed. I think the first episode, they're like, let's play it safe. And mm. then episode two, they're like, okay, we're going to build on that mm-hmm. a little bit. And now three, four, and five, they're getting a little crazier. Yeah. And
1: I love it. Yeah. So. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good assessment, and we'll dive into that more. But Absolutely. A lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. So let's go. Let's go Shang-Chi. Our boy Sean or Shang, depending on who you're asking, whether you're his friend Katie, who's known him for years and had no idea that his name and is just Shang, which naturally knew is... Kung Fu as well. Right, a little bit of a mind blow. Like, wouldn't that be great if you and I are, you know, down the road here in the near future, going to Venom versus Carnage together, and you know, all of a sudden these dudes jump you, and I'm like. I I mean, I want to help, and I'm going to try, but this isn't going to go well. And you're just tattooing him left and right, and I'm just left standing there, jaw to the floor, going, where did this come from? And there's got to be a story here. I mean, so it'd be great. I'd love for that to happen. So if we could set it up, that'd be great. I'm going to
0: tell you right now, whatever dream you're having, let me make sure I'm a part (laughs) of it, because learning how to fight would be amazing. Especially after this movie. How do you not want to just go pick up, like, 15 wooden 4x8s or whatever. Yeah. And then just yeah. break them in half?
1: I would I would love to do it if I could break them in half. What intimidates me is when he's punching the uh, essentially tree.
0: No, and leaving fist prints. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, and you know, over a decade there's an indentation in the tr- in the tree, uh, but it is still there. Oh yeah. Like for it's sure. it's still there. That just looks thoroughly unpleasant. And so it pretty quickly diffuses my enthusiasm for the idea of learning Kung Fu. It's like, if that's what it takes to be awesome, I can't do it. Yeah, I I can't. Th- I'm going to stay where I'm at, hands not bloodied, and I'm going to I'm gonna watch other people do it and be okay with it. See,
0: if I ever if I ever learn how to fight, yeah. I'm going to become unbearable because I'm mm. going to be the cockiest dude around.
1: Good to know. Hey, hey, Good tip.
0: You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, if sure. I know... I can, You're going
1: to be seeking the fight out.
0: You know, if I know I can physically kick your ass, like... <laughs> I don't care at that point. You can say whatever you want to me. I'll Amazing. just beat you up. Mm. That's not <laughs> I'm gonna, and I'll be like bragging about moves I know. This is sure. exactly this is why I I don't fight.
1: <laughs> at least you know this about yourself. You're very you're you know, you're expressing a very healthy level of self-awareness. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: kung fu would be cool. Um I think it'd be awesome to like learn how to sword fight. Like yeah, in a legit sweet. way, right? Yeah. Did you Okay. So you and I are both Northeast Iowa guys. Correct. All right. Did you ever play pickup football games in the Unidome in good old Cedar Falls, Iowa?
0: I didn't in high school. I did in college a few times. Yep.
1: Okay. I promise this is going to apply. Okay. Okay. I believe you. Oh, I think I know. Okay. You bet. You bet. I, I did that a handful of times as well. And, you know, the Unidome, big place. Oh, yeah. Right? It's a friggin' football field, so tons of room. So... You're only playing you know, three on three, four on four, whatever the case yeah. may be on the given day, uh, just on one portion to, of the field. And just blessed to be on the turf. Absolutely, <laughs> great environment, great setting. God bless the Unidome, and almost every time on the other side of the field, I mean, there are there are dudes and dudettes just getting after it with the foam swords the foam larking uh, baby oh my gosh. live
0: action role play amazing I've saw a few times.
1: amazing and listen they got into it and if i'm being honest when i saw it i was halfway tempted to jump in and be like you got a spare blade i I'd, I'd love to you know i love my good old american football but let's get this medieval action going and they're committed to it too oh, yeah. right like no no cheating no bs guy gets hit on the arm boom your arms off you're done I, you had to respect it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I so don't sword fighting—that's where I'm at. I don't know if I'd enjoy that or not. Mm. Especially, I saw some of the people who were doing it, and it sure. seemed like they were almost too into it. You know,
1: ah, it'd be hard not to. But like you said, if well, you knew I, kung then fu, I mean, you'd, you'd be—you're right. be into it. I mean, probably, you just gotta be.
0: You probably get to that point where you're like, you know what? I'm Thor. This is my hammer. You're Absolutely dying today. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right.
1: I think it'd you're be a blast. You're going right to my head too. I, now I've gotta find I think I've gotta find a pocket of those people here in central Iowa and Promise me if you do thing. it
0: you braid your beard. You gotta braid the beard.
1: Ooh, okay. Wow. You gotta grow it out a little sure. longer and yep. braid it. Yep, then, get it to the braidable stage. And
0: then shave the sides, let this oh. grow out. You have to go full Viking for full. Me. Ragnar. Full Viking. Deal. Nothing would be more intimidating Deal. than seeing that on the field. <laughs>
1: Everybody's yeah. like, all right, listen, you're, you're taking it too seriously. Like, we <laughs> enjoy this. That's too much. You come out,
0: your beard's painted, everybody else is like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. We have yeah.
0: Viking people. We're done.
1: Oh, I got to, what is the, this is, a, this is a little, this is the last reference I'll make and then we'll get back on topic. Right. Did you ever see the movie Role Models with Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott? I don't think so. Okay. Not like the best movie in the world, but one of the great aspects of that movie is these guys are um, serving as community service because they're tools, right? They've gotten yeah. in trouble. Paul and his and his boy, Sean. I love Paul Rudd, continue. Oh, he's fantastic. I have to always throw that out and there. And so they have to, as part of their community service, get involved with the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. And so the little brother that Paul Rudd takes on is super into this... Uh, medieval warfare, and so they have to legit. There's like this huge scene where they have a massive battle, and it's fantastic. It it's hilarious. Amazing. It's funny, great to watch. So, highly recommend at least for that scene. The rest okay. of the movie, it's like eh, watch it's okay. it one time, you'll be fine. Well,
0: again, it's Paul Rudd. It's Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd
1: yep, so. you get some Paul Rudd. All right, so Shang Chi. Let's get into it. Let's give him our due. Um, Riles, I want you to kick us off, my guy. You and I both discussed this on our previous episode, and one of the final topics we hit on was the upcoming Marvel movies. We put Shang Chi at a pretty safe third in terms of our Correct. own personal anticipation, enthusiasm. Um, but we both then saw it this weekend. Yes, and did. tell me what you thought, my man.
0: I will say it was it's still like solid three, just because I expect the next two to just be fair. Over- okay. But, okay. like, it's a good three. So mm-hmm. overall, go before we even get into it, probably probably like um, seven straws out of ten. So it's great. Probably seven straws out of ten straws. Um I'm trying
1: to think of how I want to. It's the bronze medalist that when they win the bronze, like everybody's like Good on you. Yeah, it's good still, job. It's, it's not. Good it's not bronze, right? It's not the bronze. competitor that was going for the gold and silver no, and then underachieved, right? It's the it's the dude that's just going. I can't believe I'm on the podium. This is fantastic. For sure. Yeah.
0: So now let's see here. What do I even want to talk about?
1: So let me. While well, while you're gathering those thoughts, let me just piggyback. I, I feel very similarly. I'm still anticipating more from Eternals and especially more from Spider Man. But what a great movie. Like, what a legitimately really good movie. had its flaws, of course, but I kind of caught myself, jeepers, I don't know, pretty far into it, like maybe an hour into it, (laughs) and I just went, oh, this is an origin story. Okay. (laughs) No duh. Like, I don't know what I expected, but...
0: It doesn't feel like an origin story.
1: It didn't feel like an origin story at the beginning, and really, as it continued to unfold... Part of what I really enjoyed about the style of the movie was the non-linear storytelling. Like they'll show you some things, but then we get back to the present day, but then we're constantly going back to the past and having these little teases yep. get unraveled into full uh, full form throughout the movie. Um, and so they really committed to the, the need to tell a really thorough and compelling origin story. And I can't think of the last time that we've seen a Marvel origin story that was that, in my opinion, that well developed. I know Captain Marvel's been fairly recent. Ant-Man was fairly recent. Black, um, Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. And that, that, that's almost in a different category because it was a sort of origin, but almost yeah. a, well she's already Black Widow, Pretty so much it's just
0: revealing what happened to her. The yeah. House, yeah. But yes. Yeah.
1: Not spending a whole lot of time in the in the past. For us to at least see right there wasn't a young natasha that spent a lot of time on screen maybe five minutes or so um but i really thought this was as far as the marvel origin stories have gone i thought it was really solid and i think there's been some really good ones i think the iron man the original iron man uh is one of the best superhero origin movies of all time
0: one of my favorite movies all time
1: correct yeah regardless of category Mm -hmm. fantastic but I think in the, in the pantheon of Marvel origin movies, this is, this is up there. I, Iron Man holds the top spot and probably will never be unseated. It's going to take something really special for that to happen. But as I'm just kind of like mentally running through the list, okay, the first Thor movie, the first Captain America mm-hmm. movie, um, if you want to say the first Hulk movie, I don't know if you really do or not. You, can. Uh, it's you can. It's there. It exists. I so, think this is. I think this is. The fight was good. Sure, sure. I think this is in there. I think this is right up at the top um, behind Iron Man, but I'm not sure who else contends with it in terms of origin stories. Like Ant Man was fine. I, there's a lot of people that love the Doctor Strange movie. I like it. I don't love it to the same extent as others do, but I would put Shang Chi as an origin story over Doctor Strange. I controversial hit
0: I, I may agree with you on that just because of the pure fact the Doctor Strange movie doesn't go full in depth with his powers sure. the first time you actually get to see Doctor Strange kind of go all out yep. is against Thanos because mm. he had mm-hmm. some he had some great right. fight scenes against Thanos in Infinity War it was awesome so I would I would agree with you because this we actually see Shang-Chi is full yep. strength yep. throughout shang, the whole thing remember. Shang, shang yeah, yeah I'm going to do that throughout the whole shang. thing I'm letting you
1: know right now. It's so the last time I'll correct you. It, it's a habit. No, you can
0: keep correcting me. That's fine.
1: Because <laughs> I won't learn otherwise.
0: So, um, I will say, so out of the Phase 4 villains, we've had yep. Taskmaster slash Red Room, which... Giant turd. Yep. Then we had Kang.
1: Kang. count Kang. He who remains. Of, but yep. actually, Okay.
0: yes and no I'd count that because I don't think he's necessarily a villain yet. So I'm gonna take Kang off the board. You can
1: either way is fine. I'd say keep him on there because he's certainly in the antagonist role okay. in that show. Um, pure villain, hard to say, especially considering that that particular Kang is, is one of many. So we're gonna we're gonna get him more anyway. Yeah, keep um, going.
0: And then I'm, I'll just go off new villains because yep. we've already had yep. Zemo, I don't want to count Zemo on here. But hmm. Flag Smasher. Okay. And then we've had... Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness. Yep. I think out of all of those, because I'm not counting Zemo, I'd say right now, the Mandarin or Shang-Chi's dad...
1: Call him the Mandarin.
0: You bet. I'm going to call him the Mandarin. You bet. Best villain we've had yet in Phase 4. Yeah. By far. I loved him. He was excellent. In that movie. And again, by the way, spoilers. Eh, I don't think I have to to say that, but spoilers. But, uh... I was so mad they killed him off. Mm. I was so mad yeah. that they killed him off. I was like, yeah, of course you freaking killed him off. But I honestly, like, mm. from a villain standpoint, where there's very few Marvel villains where I'm like, I get where this dude's coming from. Yeah, I, I totally understand really why well this developed. dude is the way he is. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't get that in Black Widow. We didn't get that in WandaVision. We've yeah, it was
1: cut. really brief and wanted the vision do not know as well why fleshed she's out. Evil. She's right. just she just is yeah, evil. Exactly. Yep. And the, agreed. I mean, agreed. Flag
0: Smasher made sense at least. They yep. wanted the world to go back to the way it was pre-snap or after the snap. But yeah, they why, at least
1: were coming at it from some altruistic means of yeah. hey, there's a lot of people getting left Screw out of this yeah. rebuilding process. Uh screwed over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So agreed. And
0: so out of all of that, I mean,
1: yeah. No, it's it's an absolutely great point, Riles. Um, a really well developed villain. Um, it felt this movie felt really similar. Um, listen, they're all Marvel movies, so they all are going to have yeah, to a simplified. certain extent, right? They they've got a they've got a pocket that they the that layout. they stay in, but it felt really similar to me to the first, uh, only so far, uh, Black Panther movie. Now, that's not an origin story, because T'Challa is already Black Panther, yeah. so it's just his solo movie. But I really enjoyed the the battle between Black Panther and Killmonger throughout that movie. Not just I'm not talking the final battle, but I thought Killmonger was a fantastic end, to your point, similar to the Mandarin. Really easy for us as the audience to understand his motivations, why he is the way that yep. he is. Um, so it felt similar to that movie, and Black Panther is one of my favorite Marvel movies. So I'm not putting Shang Chi up there, but I thought it was very. I thought it had a lot of the same strengths as Black Panther, and the villain is one of one of the best examples of that.
0: But throughout the entire movie, too, I was like, okay, one of the one of or if not both the kids might actually team up with him for a little bit. Mm. Like, there's a part of me where I'm like, oh, they yep. actually might want to go get their mom back. Right. Because, you know, he, he still hasn't accepted it yet because right. he's in love with her. He's and still he in that denial him. stage of grief. Yeah. We haven't progressed. Well, I think it's, it, it comes from this place of I've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. I always get what I want because there's power. And then I hmm. lost the only thing I actually... I gave up everything else for the one thing I ever, ever wanted the most yep. and lost it. And now I'm going to go get all that power back. Yeah. Also, by the way, when he, he just took over. Like, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. When he first takes Shang, Shang-Chi...
1: Nicely done. Good waited, uh, <laughs> I told you it's going to be a struggle. Uh,
0: but when he first takes him back to help him, like pinpoint who yep. killed his mom, right? Like yeah. he just annihilates people. Now, yeah. Uh, so it was good. It yeah. was good. I, the the fight scenes were phenomenal. Mm. The, the train scene alone was fantastic.
1: And listen, I I have I have hammered movies on this podcast that are action movies that have crummy action. Absolutely. This one did not was explain. not it no but there's a full-out no. war pretty no. much great great action from from start to finish I, the only thing that probably detracted from the train scene or sorry i called we call it the train scene the bus scene oh yeah um, bus yep <laughs> yep us iowans we don't understand san francisco and their big buses what's a bus what, what is a bus uh The only thing that detracted from that scene for me is I saw so much of it in the trailers. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah, I know. know?
0: That was the one they built up. But they got got it done within the first ten minutes. Correct. Great.
1: Correct, yeah. And the action was was still tremendous. Um, A lot of fun to see a different fighting style, right? With legit, hey, we're going kung fu. In This and movie it that it was fantastic, super well, yes,
0: and it was super fluid. That's the oh. see, that's the always thing I have problems with with fight scenes. It, these, like, these folks, these folks were skilled, these folks were skilled. It just felt like an entire beautiful sequence they threw together, yeah. Like, the only other fight scene that's up there for Marvel movies in phase four would be U.S. agent versus mm-hmm. uh Bucky and Falcon, Bucky and Fal- right. Falcon at the time, yeah, right. So right. Agreed. I was very, I was totally very happy. Totally agree. The war was the whole war scene was sweet. Yeah. When they when they fight over there in Tallow. Right. So.
1: Right. Yeah. No, the villain was fantastic. Um, I thought all the characters were really, uh, were really well developed, and that's man when Marvel movies get it right. Listen, when any movie gets it right, but that is why Marvel movies have in general had such a high floor. Is that. They do a consistent job of focusing on the characters and then obviously giving us some great action to go with it. But this is this is a great example of how to take your time, tell the story, continue to show different aspects of the character. And again, I'll come back to the, the non-linear way they told Sean chis story. It was awesome because just when you thought, okay, I... I get it. I understand why he's acting the way that he's acting. Why he is the way that he is. They're showing another scene with him and his mom, and you're going, "Oh, this is, this is tough. This is this is sad in a very legitimate way." And to your point with the Mandarin, it's not just, a, "Hey, he shows up and he's evil." That's that's how he was introduced at the beginning, yeah. right? Just, "Hey, here's this dude that found the rings. He's bad." Wham. But they gave him a lot more to do than just be. Thank God. Yep, yep. The one part of the story that I thought was a little lacking, and this is not uncommon. Oh,
0: we'll definitely get into beefs. You bet. You bet.
1: Was was the Mandarin meeting, uh, meeting his his love eventually his wife, and I'm always a little bit annoyed when movies are like, all right, these two people interact, they're attracted to each other, ergo. Love. It's like, well, there's more to it than that. But so I I wish they would have given us more, like just one minute's worth, maybe, of dialogue between the Mandarin and his wife. And I feel terrible. I can't remember her name. Do you remember remember
0: her name at all? To me, it's not significant enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But I wish they would have given us more dialogue to help flesh out what their attraction to each other was like we hear we hear his mother like you know doing the voiceover she's telling shang chi the young shang chi at the time and i just felt like that part could have been and frankly considering how significant that relationship was to the whole uh conflict in the movie i wish they would have fleshed that out better than they better than they did just a little more time just one minute two minutes it's a long movie i get it but you've got the time and you've gotta get that right. And I thought that was I thought that was lacking. I thought all they gave us was they're attracted to each other. Good, that, that should be part of it, right? Well they nailed the physicality
0: of it, I right, guess. But right, yeah.
1: exactly. So that was that that to me was thin compared to how well developed yeah. so many other aspects of the story was. That was lacking. It
0: would have been it would have been nice too if it was like right when he dies. Like he just sees her one last time and then sure. he goes. Sure. But, uh, you got you got anything else good wise you want to talk
1: about? Yeah, the action was fantastic. Um, the story took its time. It, I think for the first forty five minutes or so, I was kind of in a neutral position with how I was feeling about what I was seeing. I'm like, okay, where, when when is it going to commit one way or the other? And about that forty five minute mark, it got better and continued to get better. Um, so. Trying to think if I have any other big takeaways, Riles. I think if let me put it this way, if this episode, okay, yep. if this was a Sesame Street episode, Ooh, Riles, all right, okay. who doesn't? Big Bird, Bert and Ernie, Oscar the Grouch, Cookie Monster. Uh,
0: I th- are, are who's we who's your and favorite? Are we Bert and Ernie I would
1: love it if we were Bert and Ernie. I would really be excited about that. If we could be Bert and Ernie, I'd be delighted. So who's Ernie? I'll be Ernie. I'll be him. I'll wear that yellow, that big yellow head. Wait, I
0: thought that was Bert. Right? Bert's the yellow one. Ernie's the orange
1: one. You're right. Here I am butchering my own Sesame Street reference. To recover, if this were a Sesame Street episode, our word of the day would be... Rubber duck. Rubber duck and retcon. 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 Because we're going to talk about what the heck that is in the movie. We're going to get into that in some Green Lantern talk. And I feel like what if has potential for a little retcon action as well. Right. So, retcon, where are we get into it, let's talk the Mandarin who's not the Mandarin. <laughs> All right, our boy shows up out of nowhere. Was it like right in the middle of the movie that uh, Ben Kingsley uh, arrives as Trevor, the imposter Mandarin from Iron Man 3, and we get some serious retconning retconning for those of you watching at home simply means that a story in the present goes back to tell us about a story that already took place in the past and fix it a little bit and right fix and say hey you know what what what, what you saw then or what you read then that you were like ah, that doesn't make sense fix it in their eyes yeah let's let's take that let's bring it to the present let's twist it reshape it into a healthier we think way and present it to you again and go see look It does make sense. And I'm not sure how I feel about how deep into the retcon effort this movie went. I mean, it committed. I thought it was enough when the legit Mandarin is sitting around the dinner table and is monologuing to the kids and to Katie about how this terrorist took on the name of the Mandarin. Because of how intimidating it is. Right, because of how intimidating it is. And, and he used, the usurped the mantle in in only in theory, of course, of the Ten Rings. And I thought, okay, good enough. There we go. We've got our we've got our Iron Man three uh, ironing out, shall I, we say? I
0: agree so much with you.
1: I thought that was all that was needed. I agree. And oh boy did they <laughs> Jeez.
0: He has hands his, his entire role is not needed in this movie. Oh. I'm sorry, Ben Kingsley, I I do not have a problem with you as an actor, but yeah. your character's role is not necessary. Okay? You could have introduced Morris without him. That's fine. I understand Morris is there to sell toys, okay? I get what Morris's purpose is. I, but I don't I don't get Trevor's purpose here.
1: No. He didn't he didn't need to come back. And frankly, uh, outside of like the diehards, right? Who among us is going, hey, fix Iron Man 3? It's so far in the flippin' past. Okay, you are. We can come back to that. But all they needed to fix it was that line of dialogue from the Mandarin. They didn't need to bring Trevor into it. Like, I, And when I say fix Iron Man 3, I should be a little more precise. Fix the Mandarin. Absolutely. We want a legit villain Mandarin, not the... Trevor, the British actor being financially, emotionally and alcoholically supported by Killian from Iron Man three. Yeah, so I'll
0: never forgive you, but then continue.
1: Yeah. So I, I totally I, I want to be okay with it and it didn't here's the thing, it didn't make the movie worse, I don't think, but I'm also pretty certain that Trevor being in that excuse me, in that movie didn't make it better.
0: No. It, it, he was Honestly, he was just there. Like, I think they wanted him to be a comic relief character, and for me, it did not come off that way. All, it just all came he off was, as he, he, he was. was a moron, and he's there. Like, he is your moron. That's that's all I got, because I thought, like...
1: Well, and come on. Like, why is he there? Like, that was pretty thin, too. It's like, oh, yeah, they brought me here to kill me, but then I made them laugh, so they've kept me alive.
0: Yeah, I don't believe that fully. But, and then, like... I... Because you already... Does,
1: does the real Mandarin feel like, you know, does he seem like a guy that is looking for a laugh? No. Is he pulling Trevor like out, he, like, as a literal court gesture and going, Trev, tell me a funny one.
0: I no. I, <laughs> I feel like... It's he not happening. ...killed him immediately. Yeah. For just the... Right. ...the, the Malarchia. Like, he took on his name. Also, right. I, I have to get it off my chest. I get that the Mandarin... I didn't like that Mandarin joke. I mean, I get it's funny that it's named after an orange. Hilarious. But... The actual man is so badass. Why you gotta shit on it like that? Mm-hmm. That's just hurtful. But uh, yeah, no. Trevor, Trevor's presence was not needed nor necessary, and yeah. I hope he. I don't. I don't ever need to see him back again. And I think he'll come. he I think he's gonna be a. Doesn't a, feel like he's going you know, away. I feel like he's gonna be a staple for Shang Chi. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. You already had Katie there for comedy relief. That was her her job, and seeing it from a normal person's perspective. That's why she was there. You didn't need Treva. It felt, at
1: all. yeah, it felt too much like one of your favorite movies, The Last Jedi, where We're just getting <laughs> on things that you're taking. Okay, let's go. Continue. Where Finn and Rose go off on their side mission that takes up a lot of screen time and progresses the story, not a Oh my gosh, these bit.
0: animals are in prison. Let's just let them go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean, that kid can move a broomstick with his mind. No shit. It, it's, it's Star Wars. 90% of the kids can probably do that if they figure it out. God.
1: So, glad I hit a nerve there.
0: And then they just kill all, everybody there for, for no reason. Tough break. Tough
1: break. <laughs> but I mean, if, if the whole purpose was, hey, Shang-Chi and his sister have been have been captured, and I gotta look up her name because I'm tired of referring like, to her.
0: It's like Zilong.
1: I gotta try and get this right, and I'll it's continue like, to discuss as I do. But if the whole point is for Trevor's existence to get them to Tawolo, it's like you can off you ever. can come up with a different way of this happening. Like this, this does not have it's to th- like be. I
0: said, they could have done it with just Morris. Morris could have been your guy. They, they could have found him in of Love or whatever. Yep. And then...
1: Jailene. Uh, and then uh, they okay.
0: somehow have this this connection via mental because for some reason Ben Kingsley's character can talk to the thing but no one else can. What? What? Why? So... Is it just
1: because he's crazy? Like, is that... Probably. Is that it?
0: Also, by the way, the actress for Shang-Chi's sister, that was her first ever acting credit. Really? Was this movie
1: crushed did, it? And
0: she did really well. She crushed it. All right. So can we can we get into the things we didn't
1: like? Yeah, I think that's a natural segue to talk about our boy, our boy Trevor. So, did you, did you take it from there?
0: You want me to you
1: want me to go into? I want you to go. Okay. I want you to go. Let's let's hear. It. I feel like I've kind of got you. I feel like I'm, you know I am
0: like always here to just You're shit You're your you're thing. ready to be mad. You're <laughs> you're excited to be angry and it's so, great. I'm actually not like, super
1: you know what? Wait, oh, yeah. I'm wait, a little, wait. little irritated. Let's but. let's not get into that just yet. There's a few other good things I wanted to hit on, okay? okay? okay. Um, loved the story in Taolo told by boy shoot now. The ant. Thank you, Auntie Nan. About the beast coming from another dimension. I mean a huge, huge multiversal. What was that thing piece called? of exposition like the destroyer or something no, similar it was, uh... but anyway loved that aspect of continuing to build for the multiverse right felt like a very natural part of the story but the idea that this creature had been coming through this portal which was located in Taolo and had this like pretty creepy pretty fearsome soul sucking ability like that's That's legit. That's actually terrifying. Um, And the citizens of Taolo, along with their own mystical being, the protector, battled this beast back into its appropriate side of the portal and then slammed the dang door shut. Um, I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed that a great deal. I did A great deal.
0: It really, in its in its direction, I didn't expect them to take. Right. Like I knew. Right. I knew that the good dragon was involved in somehow, in some way. I didn't know why. But mm-hmm. um, Also, it, it was the dweller in darkness, which that dweller ass, in darkness. And oh. He, and he eats souls, which was I also thought was sweet. Yeah. But also those little face hugger things. <gasps> no thanks, no thanks, <gasps> I would have. I would have no. Great, was, and here's yeah.
1: the deal: great adversary for this movie. Like I'm okay that. It got killed off because it wasn't, it did not feel like a cheap, okay, really how tough was this villain? He's been, it, it's a he's been hyped, monster. right, been hyped up die. and now he's eliminated immediately. Not very easily, my friends, like the face huggers laid waste to a ton of folks. Thank you. And the, the dweller in darkness, is that right? Yeah. That's dweller in darkness. Mean.
0: I, I want to do some more research. I
1: was that. legitimately nervous that it was going to kill off the protector like, the good dragon. Like oh, it. Sure. It was It was ready to go Godzilla on Mothra. It was... We, oh. we did have a
0: kaiju fight. We did. Straight I up. Thought, straight
1: up kaiju battle. I
0: thought it was super weird at the beginning, and then afterwards, I'm like, you know what, I can accept this. Okay. This is
1: okay. So, I uh, I thought that battle was really well constructed, because there was a legit tension as... I don't know how they're going to win this one. Like, they might win. They're going to win, because I'm sure Shang-Chi is not going to die. But this great, awesome, really cool dragon that we've, in a short amount of time, grown very attached to as the protector, looks like it's about to get freaking stomped. like well, he, just dead.
0: This is why I wanted the Mandarin to be alive. Mm-hmm. This is That would have been their perfect opportunity to yep. redeem him a little bit, and then afterwards realize his mistake and be like, you know what, I'm still in charge of the Ten Rings, I'm mm-hmm. still going to find a different way to bring your mom back, and then leave. Yep. And we could have kept him around for a second one or a third one and then get down to the actual roots of the Mandarin, which would have been fantastic, but it's not good. Because Marvel's mean to me.
1: (laughs) Now you can get into what you didn't like. I wanted to highlight that because that was great. Yeah,
0: for sure. Is there anything else you want to highlight?
1: We can come back to it if there is. Okay. That that was the big thing that I wanted to make sure I hit on. Love the multiversal. Not even just a reference, but I feel like uh, adding into or adding on to... Um, what we've already been shown in the shows and the the movies. So I I enjoyed that. That was really well done. Good synergy.
0: I didn't like how the Ten Rings were used, okay? But hear me out, and I think they can be redeemed. Okay. I have a whole theory. I think that they can be redeemed if they do it correctly. So in the comics, I... I don't know if we've gone over it in this podcast. Not probably. But each ring has a specific yep. power. Yep. Unique it's to itself. And it's
1: BTW's legitimate rings. And they are legitimate rings. Not bracelets. And
0: the, Im- the immortality is legit. So okay. that's the one thing okay. I, I believe they nailed. Okay. And, yeah. I, like, bracelets, like, they were kind of, like, why? But...
1: I don't understand why he took them off. It's like, who wants to wear five bracelets on each forearm for... Yeah, that's for... a lot. That's just a lot it's, it doesn't even look good. Like, he's constantly, when he's got long sleeves, he's constantly got them rolled up. Yeah, exactly. You've got to keep the rings exposed. Absolutely. Like, uh, okay. And then, I mean, like, it's made fun of a lot, because you look dumb. walking yeah. around with bracelets on your on your arm, bud. You but do. Not a good look, ever.
0: The fight scenes with the way they wanted to use them worked yeah. perfectly, I thought. Okay. And then giving the rings to Shang-Chi, yeah. also great, because he ended up using them, and he figured out a way to use them for the... Good. Mm-hmm. So, and this is why I think they can be redeemed mm-hmm. because at the end credit scene, mm. which by the way, this is like Nick Fury level vague of what the hell is going on for an end credit scene in the sense of there's just a blip, but we don't know what the blip is about. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Unless you caught on to something that I didn't, because it just sounded like an anomaly went off as soon as the rings were like. I can't remember what they said.
1: A beacon, I believe is the is word. Like a
0: beacon. Yep. So my thought process is because yep. Wong already said that, uh, like, he doesn't know where they come from. They're not from mystic right. side Right. Co- their
1: codex has no reference for the the origin Correct. of the rings. Yep. So
0: I think there's great potential in the fact that maybe they're just scratching the surface with these things, and in the Kay. next movie. They're going to unlock this next set of, like, powers and abilities for the rings. Hmm. So we might be able to see Shang-Chi wielding all that stuff instead of the Mandarin. Sure. Which, honestly, I'd be kind of okay with because there is no way in hell you're going to get the Master of Kung Fu to keep up with (laughs) Galactus. There's just no way. He's going to need a little bit of a power boost. That's just me Mm. personally, right?
1: So you're saying is. If that's and what the MCU to continues do. to go more cosmic yes. rather than earthbound. And they've
0: implied that he's going to be an Avenger, I believe. Yep. He's pretty much at the end of that movie an Avenger. Yep. So
1: In the circus, as Bruce yep. Banner says. And yeah. Great so line. I
0: think again, I, I'm biased in that standpoint. I don't think that was such a bad thing, but I I think there's potential to open that bad boy up and we can be like, oh, mm. there's definitely more to this.
1: Yeah, they were really intentionally uh, Mysterious. withholding. Yes. Yeah, as far as giving us the why, and we understand here's what the rings do, but as to the why, no, no Anywhere. real answers. Right? No, no real answers. I will say this as far as the design of the rings. While I think it's a little disingenuous to call them rings when they're literally bracelets, I don't know, like. Would it look dumber if someone is wearing a ring on each finger and thumb?
0: No, I in a don't think movie? so. Because I think I think you think not. No, think of like a like a a mafia boss. Okay. Just sitting here. Okay. Ringed up. That's like his. You know that's that's his. Look. Shirk. It, it's, it looks way better than going.
1: <laughs> okay. Like okay. that,
0: you know what I mean. Okay. Keeping the bracelets down. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough
0: but
1: uh yeah i remain unconvinced i'm not sure which would which would look best i i don't know I, i'm with you as far as i'd like to see more out of the rings just to try and just i want to know. And, uh, just, I wanna know more about the why i, I really do they because from. they they seemed a little bit uh a little bit too versatile at this point where it's like Whoa. so they can just do anything apparently like whatever whatever it is you can imagine and that's what this is that's what the Green Lantern does DC I get a different universe entirely uh, but it just it didn't feel well defined enough for me to get that excited about it just seemed a little too you can just make up whatever you want well, at this point
0: they don't explain like a learning curve to it at all like no. Shawn, she picked that up and he knew what he was doing and he destroyed a monster with it uh, from a different dimension right. Which I didn't think the weakness would be that, but like he just swam. Oh, well, that would that him. would indicate
1: that the that the rings, uh, bracelets are from a different dimension as well, right? Possibly,
0: because they because that's why they called out to him in the first place, sure, because of sure. The power that they had, right? But and then the other thing, and this is something we discussed about before even getting mm-hmm. into the movie, mm-hmm. was Abomination versus Wong. There was still no point to oh that fight. I, I thought there was going to be some point. I thought he talked to. I thought he would talk to Wong. But, or there would be more depth. There's not. They just fight for a minute and a half. Abomination gets punched in the face. By and, himself. And by the way, they make Wong look like a badass and Abomination look like shit. They really did. Like you Abomination made... is supposed to be on the level of Hulk.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Wong's just like man. Eh. Like, there he fought there seemed Hulk. to be
1: some kind of a camaraderie between the two,
0: which also I thought was weird.
1: Well, it's weird Robert It's weird up. because, at least up to this point, it hasn't been explained. And I couldn't help but think about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer where... Wait. Jeez, did I just name the wrong Spider-Man movie? The new one, No Way Home? No Way Home. Thank you. Thank you for helping me get back on the right path there. The No Way Home trailer where my impression of Wong in his brief appearance in that trailer is that he and Doctor Strange are not on good terms with one another. It seems like Wong is off doing uh,
0: his own thing. His own thing, Which make or
1: sense. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is the one doing his own thing, and Wong is trying to keep stuff together. Which should right? be it too. Because at the end credits scene, it's Wong, Wong talking is- with Shang Chi. It's Wong bringing Shang Chi and Katie into the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. Wong well, was
0: that the Sanctum?
1: I assumed it was. Okay. Perhaps it was not. Wherever they were rallying, meeting, it was Wong leading the meeting. Yeah, for sure. Bruce Banner. Captain Marvel participating and not going. Hey, where's Doc Strange? Wong, like, they were fine with Wong's role. Um, So I, I I hold a little bit of hope because Wong referred to Abomination by his, you know, alter ego's first name. Emil. Emil. Uh, I'm holding out hope that there's gonna be a development in one of these later movies that gives some validation for. Why we saw that? Because there's no. You get it if Abomination is doing cage matches. Oh yeah, because he's probably. Because he'd win. Right, he's on the run. He'd win. He'd make money. Wong, like yeah. that's that's not his personality. That's very much not on brand no. for what we have seen from Wong. And so they're
0: buddies, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Yeah. Wrong. See, yeah,
1: I would have liked to have seen more though in this movie. I, I'm not very satisfied with the fact that we have to wait. I can see Wong
0: being in that I don't see I don't feel like they're fighting too much I feel like Wong is taking on that advisory role that he's Mm -hmm. had in the comics Doctor Strange is busy defending the realm so he's like you know what I'll be doing this stuff where I keep in touch with the Avengers Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. the one who's watching out for anomalies on Earth as well while he's in the Sanctum just keeping track of things
1: doing all that unappreciated work that somebody's gotta do
0: for sure Mm-hmm. So, that was my other beef, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's, there's not really anything else. I. No, it was, it was
1: it was a pretty it was a pretty tight movie overall.
0: Oh, and can we talk about okay? So I thought the dude with the painted face. You know what I'm talking about the white painted face. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was gonna have way more of a significant role than yeah. he actually had. Yeah. They, they Captain Phasma that dude, okay? okay? They built that dude up in the trailers and then. But his soul's gone. That's it. I was very confused.
1: Was he the first one to get his soul sucked out?
0: One of them, yeah. Yeah, tough way to go. At least
1: one dude had a sword for a hand, and they kept
0: him around. Okay. What the
1: heck heck was that? Like, You have all these dudes that know kung fu, (laughs) all right? And it's like, here's this oversized white guy with a sword for a hand. You're in. Not only are you in, you're the Mandarin's number two. What?
0: What? And I'm like, what? Well, just, we have no idea how you ended up with the Ten Rings. We have no idea. He's just oh. like, I think it's like, you know what? Like, did you put that sword on your own hand? Oh. Because that's pretty cool. Oh. You know what I mean?
1: That was, that just frankly seems silly. Maybe for the dozens of Shang-Chi comic fans out there, he's a legit one. He like, might be. Shang-Chi comics villain, but I thought it was just goofy. I was like, what do we... But, you know, you need a little bit of goofy what? in a comic book movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. It makes it realistic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, no, good good movie overall. Um, makes me look forward to seeing more of the Shang-Chi character. The, the one concern I think that I have is my favorite part about the character is not the rings. My favorite part is the kung fu ability. Right, And the skills that he learned from his aunt that his mom had that gave him tremendous ability without needing the rings. So I, I'm just a little nervous that the awesome aspect of the Kung Fu that he can do is going to get overshadowed by, Hey, dude, Sean, just break out the rings. See can you can just break out the rings? And then wham, he breaks out the the equivalent of Thor's hammer with yeah. his rings. And it's like, well, oh, we didn't get to see you do Kung Fu because you're just smashing stuff with your rings. So yeah, I can I'm a little worried about that. See, I see
0: two things happening with that in the next movie or his next appearance or whatever. Sure. I have no idea what direction they're going to go with him now. Sure, but, more uh, solo movies just in the team-ups, yeah, who knows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he's either going to give up the rings again because he's going to be like, Kay. I know what my dad did with these. Kay. This is not something I want to follow down. Or yep. he's going to rely too much on them and then they're going to get taken away from him and he's going to have to get back to his Fair enough. So kind of like Thor three, and I'm hoping they don't do that. I hope he just hides them away for a while until they figure out what those things really are. And I think he will do that. I think I think that, mm. that's more to his character than. Yeah. Haha! I have a new weapon. Ha-ha. Yeah. I don't think because he yeah that's just mine. There's yeah. yeah there's got to be
1: some kind of neutering that happens with those absolutely. rings because they're just they're they're too powerful. It's like playing a I don't even know pl- playing a game with a buddy, and they're like boom. Okay, the game's over. Awesome! It's like <laughs> that was a lot of fun.
0: But
1: you get you get two in a row. Yeah, jeez.
0: Two in a row, you win. Yeah, yeah. The person gets three.
1: Yeah, right. Cycle. Like, well, this is awesome. So no, I thought it was a strong origin story. Um, so that was enjoyable, enjoyable to see. I look forward to watching it again. I wouldn't say I'm chomping at the bit to go see it again, um, but I would watch that one again. Good movie, well done. Looking forward to seeing what uh, what Marvel has next, my man.
0: And that's what's perfect about this, too, is we have no idea where they're going to go with it. Yeah. I'm very excited because we don't know. Yeah. They could do anything. Really, they want.
1: No. We're just looking dragon I've ever seen, by the way. Uh, but effective. The, the protector. Oh. I, yeah.
0: That's like, uh, see, that wasn't weird to me because all the the Chinese dragons right. are, are long. Right. Long with tiny right. legs. Yeah.
1: I was, it, it, I was was, more it was super cons- weird.
0: I was more concerned with the octopus thing. Like, what was that? Like, ugh. ugh. Yeah, the, like, that dude was gross.
1: The Dweller in darkness. Like, was, like it was yep. like
0: Cthulhu's awkward little cousin. Yeah. I was very confused. Ugh, yeah. It was gross. And then yeah. he's just eating souls like... It's, it's nasty. It's like a buffet for him. It's, nasty. Ugh. Just nasty. i was so glad they killed those. He's dead. We're
1: gonna be happy with that. Thank you. That's great. Alright, let's transition into some good old... What if? What if? Talk so two episodes we're gonna hit on today.
0: Episodes three and four.
1: Episodes three and four. Episode three saw many, many of the Avengers getting murdered, freaking
0: murdered. killed, murdered. straight
1: up dead. Episode four centered on Doctor Strange. Yes, and but
0: that that one is like a lot of people's favorites in the fourth one. For some reason,
1: but I, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. But let's let's go episode three. Yes. I All agree. right. So Nick Fury is recruiting is the Avengers as we as we Nick saw Fury's over the big, course of Iron Man week. 2, yep, Nick Fury's big week, Iron Man Two, the Thor, uh, the end of the Captain America movie. Yep. And <laughs> Iron Man dies when Nick Fury's talking to him. Like they're chatting it up. Natasha Black Widow gives him the, the serum to help belay the virus that is threatening to just lay waste to his system. Except, oops, he falls down straight up dead. And Black Widow gets arrested. So everybody's going, hey, what'd you kill Iron Man for? <laughs> Tough look for Black Widow. But as it turns out, shocker, it wasn't her. So she me and Nick Fury, right, are tag teaming yep. trying to figure out who's killing all the Avengers. She goes to Bruce Banner. He turns into the Hulk. Hulk's out. And then doesn't stop hulking out until he freaking explodes. And by the way... Wow.
0: Who saw that? I didn't think you could kill the Hulk. They made it look really easy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just uh, ballooned up, up, and away.
0: Yeah, basically it made his heart so big, it blew the rest of him up.
1: Right. Which is insane. Right. Uh, ugh. Gross. It was a cartoon, and it was still gross. Oh, yeah. I was like, ugh. That was... For sure. Unpleasant to see. And then... Thor is trying to grab his hammer when he's still mortal and human and unworthy, and Hawkeye standing there taking watch, just like we saw in the Thor movie. Except this time, he lets loose with the arrow. Thor dead. Hawkeye insisting he didn't do it. All this time, the mystery of well, if Hawkeye's not doing it and if Black Widow's not doing it, who is? And then Hawkeye dies, as if from nowhere, in his holding cell. While he's talking to Nick Fury. Just keels over, out, gone. Then Black Widow thinks she gets to the bottom of it. She's attacked by an unknown assailant. And in the meantime, this is, I think, the greatest twist of all. Loki brings the forces of Asgard to Earth and is going, You killed my brother. Prepare to die. Straight up Indigo Montoya from Princess badass. Bride. Right, which was great. And so now Nick Fury has the specter of As guardian rule hanging over his head if he can't figure out who murdered Thor and hand him over to Loki. Now, at what point in this episode, Riley, did you figure out who it was or feel like you had a pretty good idea who it
0: was? So, it actually, I watched this with my roommate and I think he picked up on it more than I did. Yep. So, I didn't really, I didn't know which one it was Mm. because I was like, Okay. Because he started pointing stuff out, and I'm like, you know what, that makes sense. So it was probably, he probably figured it out around uh, when Hulk died, mm-hmm. and I probably figured it around probably a little, probably there or right before Black Widow. Sure. So probably when you're supposed to kind of be like, oh, there it is. But, like, what a beautiful twist. But anyways, where yeah. did, when did you figure it out? I think
1: around where where the Hulk where the Hulk died because it seemed like we got some microscopic going on it. Uh, this has to be an Ant Man thing. Yeah, but I didn't. So this. I, is, now I don't necessarily think I went Hank Pym. No, I didn't. I was I was juggling between somebody with that capability, someone with that technology at their disposal.
0: I was juggling between Hank and Hope mm. because my my thought process on Hope is well. She's probably pissed at him because her mom died. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, because we didn't know she was actually dead in this scenario either. Right. So right. We just... find out
1: Hope is dead. Hank, grief-stricken, has blamed Nick Fury because Hope was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, as it turns out. Yep. Died in the line of duty. And so Hank, to take vengeance on S.H.I.E.L.D., is picking off all of the prospective Avengers because he knows Nick Fury wants to recruit him. So he's trying to hurt Nick Fury.
0: And... What a beautiful like combination of the Ant Man and the Yellow Jacket suit. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful combo. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was it, it was really cool actually because and it, I should have figured out it would have been Hank because Hank seems like he would have been more of one to fly off the handle than Hope.
1: A little more volatile. Like yeah, a little more nuts.
0: Yes. So that was yep. that was actually cool to see. I did I did like that a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a good.
0: And then Loki just takes over afterwards, and then, right?
1: And then, and which makes sense because Nick Fury hands him Hank Pym, and Loki's like, "Thanks, you know what? While I'm here, I'm just gonna go ahead and take over." Yeah, which <laughs> feels good, feels right.
0: Which in this world, Odin probably backed him up and was like, "Yeah, they killed your brother. you take Dude. him over. This is your world now." Right. So,
1: right. Yeah, it wasn't Loki, Loki acting was actually out of turn. Justified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but it's cool. Cap, like, it would. This is... Okay, so this is what I was talking with my roommate. I'm like, with the original five of the six dead... Yep. Who are the Avengers at this point? Mm-hmm. So my thought process was, well, this is the case. Captain America is still coming back. You have Captain Marvel. Those are your two for sure. And we didn't see anything
1: of Captain America in this episode. No, it was Which just is...
0: implied that he just got found at the end. That's right. They find his
1: shield. You're right. Okay. So, Thank
0: you. You're right. And you you're don't right.
1: Okay. You yep. don't, you, oh, I forgot. That's right.
0: You don't have Hank, and you don't have Hope, because Hope's dead. So you don't have Ant-Man or the Wasp, because there's no way Paul Rudd's... Well, Scott Lang's in prison at this point. So you're out. Ant- Sorry, Man. Scott. So, like, who else is there? Maybe Black Panther, but his dad's still alive, so he's not the full Black Panther yet. Although, I guess in Civil War, he still had that suit and knew how to fight before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But he he has no connection to the Avengers. Like there's no association at well, this point, the, right?
0: The only thing I can think of is because Loki took over the world and not the nation. Fair enough. So if he took over the world, sure, they'd be like, "Oh, okay, we need to do something about this. It's our time." That's mm. why I feel like Black Panther would come in.
1: Yep. No, but you're absolutely right. There's not a not a lot of options left. I mean, the James, would be James Rhodes could be there as War Machine. Yep, I can see that. See, right? he, would, he, he would be it, for sure. you would have had the suit already.
0: you would have been your Iron Man.
1: Yep, yep. So you've got a guy in the suit. Um,
0: but, I mean, think it? about it. You're, like, scraping at the bottom of the barrel because Falcon's not introduced. Bucky's still Winter Soldier. Right. So you have, like, unless the Russians decide, okay, well, we need to take out this Loki guy, too. <laughs>
1: like, you know what I mean? so or I should say no it's a small it's a smaller it's a small group it is you got the two captains Captain Marvel Captain America Captain
0: Marvel can hold her own for the most part sure
1: sure War Machine and uh, we're assuming Black Panther jumps in the two captains yeah
0: so that's what I found interesting Mm. I would like a sequel episode of that and just see okay (laughs) who's your Avengers at this point what makes sense what doesn't because Coulson's still technically alive in this too he never gets killed by Loki you don't really have your, your muscle. You lost your muscle. I mean, Captain Marvel's kind of your muscle, but she's more of your... The original Thor. cast, you've got she's Thor, like Thor and character.
1: Hulk, and uh, now you've just got one. Yeah. Yeah, so seems, a little, seems like you need some more. Could use some more help. Tough. Yeah, cool idea. Um, not a lot of fun, honestly, watching the Avengers die. It's like, ugh, this is, really? this is a I real bummer. Really? Because I actually kind
0: of it was like, oh, this is kind of fun because
1: it's, like, <laughs> it's like a murder mystery and you're like, how did, because I was like, that's fair. How did he kill,
0: like, Thor? Well, mm. also that was, that was part of it. I was like, how did he kill Thor? I was like, Thor was unworthy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even kill Thor at that point. Right. He's just a dude. Right. No, that
1: took me a minute too because I thought, well, come on, an arrow with Thor? like,
0: Yeah, that would be like
1: Oh, that's right. He's immortal at this yeah. point. Like, duh.
0: Like, Black Widow, Hawkeye,
1: of course they're going to die. Of course. Tony like so he Stark, like he's so vulnerable. Like, oh, yep, yep, yeah. Good concept, well executed. All right, episode four, Doctor Strange. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart yeah, instead so, of his hands?
0: So basically, when he's when he gets into his car accident, instead of him being by himself, his lady.
1: Old Christine Palmer, hanging uh, out.
0: Rachel McAdams is in the passenger seat next to him, and they're driving, they're flirting away, boom, gets into the car accident, she dies. And then, so that's why he dedicates his life to the Mystic Arts, because he's like, I couldn't save her, so I, I don't want that ever happening again. Mm-hmm. So then...
1: Great he, twist right there. Yeah, right. Good exactly. twist right there.
0: So now... He gets the time stone, and he's been debating his entire Doctor Strange career Mm -hmm. whether or not to go back in time and Mm -hmm. try to save her. Right. And then he goes back, and he tries over and over and over. Just the worst groundhog day ever. And he finds out it's an absolute point in time, meaning that no matter what he does, he can't save her. There's nothing he can do. You cannot change an absolute point in time. Well... He didn't like that, so him and uh, the Ancient One get into it, and she ends up, like, he ends up going back, or whatever, and then he finds out from this this other place, which I I feel like a lot of this is going to lead into Doctor Strange 2, but that's just me personally. There's this other place he finds these ancient books that have been stowed away, and he's trying to figure out how he can change an absolute point in time. Then he starts going on a demon hunt. Pretty much and just starts sucking in all these mystical souls to power himself up. Yep. And
1: He's doing the Dweller in Darkness move. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. And then
0: turning into a powerhouse. And while this is happening, the Ancient One actually split time up, and that way there's a normal Doctor Strange. (laughs) Non-psycho. Who never even went. Yep. And he stays on the normal path, and then they end up colliding because he's gotten all this power, and now he's got a... And he's going to try to change that absolute point in time. Yep. And it's actually a really depressing episode. It is. Like, it's super
1: depressing. It's really grim.
0: But one thing I want to point out, this is the second time we've seen the squid monster. Yep. The octopus. Yep. So I'm thinking... very first episode of What If? I'm thinking this is going to be a thing. I don't know if we'll see it again towards the end, but there's a lot of speculation that it's Shumagorath. For all you Doctor Strange fans, if you're not a Doctor Strange fan, it's just some mystical evil being that's an octopus thing. I don't know enough, but it's implied that's what it might be. But can we just and that the fight between them two that are, was is awesome. amazing. That was awesome. It's super cool. Yeah,
1: seeing two Doctor Stranges get after it uh, was a unique treat. Um, I loved how the good Doctor Strange and Wong were prepping for the battle, loading him up with all the protective spells. Yes. Right? right. That you could actually see as resting on his face. And as the evil Doctor Strange is banging away at him, that the spell is... You can see how it's weakening because the, the symbols, the runes, are literally falling off of.
0: That is a nice touch. Oh, man. That
1: was... That was cool, that was very clever. Um, it was fascinating to learn that key piece of information about timelines in the multiverse, that there are absolute points in time that cannot be compromised. And if someone finds a way to compromise an absolute point in time, it means that entire multiverse is doomed. It can't sustain itself, it's gonna implode, which not exist I think anymore, also which is set up for no doubt.
0: Also, because
1: no doubt, hugely critical. We're gonna get hugely super into critical. the
0: multiverse, and it'll be yep. interesting to see if each universe has their own different sets right. of absolute points in time. They, and how they, do they, they determine to. that? They have right?
1: to. Right. I mean, is that what we're gonna see in Spider-Man: No Way Home, where where Ned just dies and he can't oh. change
0: that, and he can't change that, for oh, instance, Ned. Like, or no, for for instance, Uncle Ben is an absolute point in time for Spider-Man. You bet. There is no way it's not. You and bet. That, so that would be right there. Yeah.
1: Awesome. No, but, all, kinds of, all kinds of potential repercussions with that information. Because up to this point, all that we've been told and learned about the multiverse and the varying timelines is that there's an infinite number of possibilities. It has just seemed like a land of opportunity without consequence and now we just learned that
0: yeah, actually there are some limitations which is here good.
1: yep and i yep. love
0: honestly towards the end too i love his last interaction with the watcher mm. he's like i know you can do something help me and he's begging because he knows he and the knows watcher's even feeling up, conflicted and he's like right i would love to help you but i can't because yep. if i help you it fucks everyone else up right so it's which i also that think felt is great significant because he's actually yep. like This is the first time in this series we see the Watcher actually get involved.
1: More than a pervert. Yes. Still a pervert, but more than that.
0: Yeah, so it'll be... I do. I feel like episode four of Doctor Strange is going to do a lot of... Maybe not necessarily instant connections to Doctor Strange 2, but more in the sense of, like, they've kind of set these rules up for us. Yes, yes. Where we kind of go in knowing what they can do and what they can't do. Right. So I'll I'll be very interested to see what this what the main universe's absolute points in time are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 great, Riley. I mean, they they have to they have to do some brand new world building. And that means establishing the rules of what you can and cannot do within that world. Because now that we've wrapped up this first ten years of MCU content and we're delving into this next 10 years. I, this, right, this next. I, I know we like breaking it up into phase one, yeah. two, three, but, which is fine, but it's almost like a 10 year block is where we ended up this first chapter. Uh, uh, chronicle? First saga. Saga, they call, they there call you go. Saga is great. Saga is the right word for it. Wrapped up the first saga. Now we're learning more about what the conflict for this second saga is going to be. It's, it's going to be fundamentally different and so we need to learn what those rules are. It's a different world because we're literally being opened up into so many worlds, not just the one, but many. And there's a lot of potential for that to get unhealthy and out of hand because there is so much potential. There's so much possibility mm-hmm. sure. that you never go in one cohesive direction. You just in you get too caught up in saying, well this could be a thing or that could be a thing. So Really important to set up some boundaries of those absolute points in time. That's tremendous. I'm still not sure what on earth the Watcher's role is going to be in all this. I agree. Listen, it's fine that he's being included because it's cool to see him. he's in the comics. He's a cool so great, there he is. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to in these remaining what if episodes. It gives me some hope for okay, we're going to get more of. That more of that world building, rule setting, yes. rule establishing, that is going to help define where these next chapters in the saga go. Because
0: they're, and kind of like wrap it up, like for this. Yep. It makes you wonder. There's got to be a fallout for after Endgame for this too. Hmm. The Avengers went and ba- went back in time. We've seen that time. There's consequences to things when you go back. So it makes you wonder, and I know uh, the one, the He Who Remains stated that that was supposed to happen. Sure. But to what extent, and like there's, because I feel well, like there then, has to be a penalty, right?
1: I think we saw that in Loki, right? Because that show, yeah, exactly. That character doesn't get that opportunity if the Avengers don't travel back in time to try and ultimately undo what Thanos did. Um, So I think think that's part of what's so fascinating and almost mind-hurting, is trying to connect all of those, oh my gosh, none of this would have happened if the Avengers hadn't gone back. But if the Avengers hadn't gone back, is that worse, right? Because half of the universe, not just half of what we saw on planet Earth, but half of the universe has been removed from existence. So, cool what-if episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, no doubt, it, it is fascinating, and the idea of the sacred timeline, um, sacred, I think, only because he who remains, uh, it's that particular timeline that he comes out of, right? right? So he's like, hey, this is what I'm maintaining, what I came out of, so that I am the result, so that I can maintain my seat at the top. Yeah. And... I never thought of it that way, but yeah. 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 I never thought of it that way. Yeah. There you go. There you go. We're just we're unraveling things here. So Makes sense. so really cool and what I'll give Marvel a lot of credit for too is that that really encourages me that okay, they've got a handle on this. They're not getting too loose with the possibilities of we can do whatever we want. It's like but you need you do, you need boundaries, you need limitations so that you actually go somewhere, you don't just scatter into all these different possibilities, you actually have a direction that you're heading that we, as the as the recipients of these stories can actually track with along the way. So, pretty cool. I agree. Yeah.
0: And they're just going to set up more stuff for seasons 2 and 3, because I feel like oh. feel, like I said, I feel like episode 3 can lead off into another mm-hmm. story. Yep. We don't fully know the ending
1: of the episode 4 with Doctor mm-hmm. Strange because does mm-hmm. he just stay in that bubble that, that, I mean that's depressing as hell <laughs> yeah but hard to feel good about that for sure yeah yeah that's great well kudos to Marvel they're putting out some you know a bevy of content Shang-Chi we get uh, we get the Eternals here in a, in the not too distant future November
0: don't forget Venom and Carnage Venom and Carnage is hanging out is that October so is that right exciting. Yeah, it's next month. Yeah. Although I am disappointed, they did they gave it a PG
1: thirteen. It is PG thirteen. I'll be darned. I didn't expect that I at wish all.
0: it was rated. Or I did. I totally <laughs> did. <laughs> I totally did. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm depressed
1: about it. So there you go. Shang Chi's our crazy. September flick. Venom and Carnage will be in October. Eternals in November. Spider Man in December. I mean that's. That's a lot, a lot of meat on that bone. Now we
0: got some fun stuff cooking up for the next movie. So yeah, yeah, stay no, tuned doubt. For that. no doubt.
1: No doubt, we're looking forward to it. Cool. Well, let's let's put a bow on this by transitioning into a little. Hey, that's a novel idea. A little comics content, boys and girls. So, not for the sake of throwing DC a bone, but just to stay well, with we our. To throw some although DC's we do kind of have to.
0: DC's been lacking. Wow. Uh, maybe we just need to watch Titans or something. We need to figure out something we can watch. Maybe. just, to, yeah, just to, mm, Maybe.
1: On the maybe. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. We're going to leave that as a hard maybe. But we want to stick with our roots of comics because Riley and I both enjoy the literal written and drawn uh, pages of comics of which there are a plethora of marvelous stories to go through. So one Comic book run that I've really enjoyed was the Green Lantern run, written by Jeff Johns, which kicked off back in the early 2000s, about 2004, 2005. Jeff Johns took on the Green Lantern mantle, and then it tied off. Um, let's see, 20. I want to say 2012 or 13. So about a 10-year stretch for Mister Johns um, that crossed or began, I should say, in the traditional timeline with DC and continued on into the new 52. So some logistical challenges there we'll get into down the road. But I want to just kind of take the time to go through beat by beat each chapter in this, shall we call it, saga with Jeff Johns and Green Lantern. And he starts, again, in 2004 with the Green Lantern rebirth story. So some context here. In particular, we're talking Hal Jordan, the original Green Lantern. Prior to the Rebirth story, Hal Jordan has been MIA, presumed dead, because in the 90s, he became the awful villainous entity known as Parallax, turned against all of his friends, took down the Green Lantern Corps almost entirely on his own, and eventually sacrificed himself in an effort to try and save the world, but nonetheless didn't exactly go out on top or at least in a favorable light. So Hal Jordan hasn't been seen for a solid decade. In the meantime, we've had Kyle Rayner has been the primary Green Lantern. So DC Comics has maintained a Green Lantern character. There's been a little bit of Jon Stewart sprinkled in there, some Guy Gardner as well. So a few Earthlings hanging on to that Green Lantern mantle, but the Green Lantern core is not a thing. And when the Green Lantern Corps was at full strength, you had two thousand eight hundred. Wait, no, that's that's not even right. Thousands of sectors, thousands. Now I gotta look it up. How many sectors are there that the Green Lantern Corps is trying to is trying to protect?
0: Way too many. <laughs> Way too many. There's so many. Sectors.
1: Way too many. Let's There we go. Three thousand six hundred. A lot of sectors. The idea behind the Corps is two lanterns per sector. Ergo, but simple math, 3,600. Okay. So you've got 7,000 no, 7,200 Lancers. So okay. stretched, stretched a little thin, the thin green line shall we say. So the beginning of this story, Rebirth, Hal Jordan, presumed dead, Kyle Rayner is the primary Green Lantern, hanging out with the Justice League, Jon Stewart, Guy Gardner chipping in at times as well. Well, Kyle Rayner goes and realizes that parallax is coming to earth now all that kyle rayner knows of parallax is that he was also hal jordan so they've been synonymous with each other but what kyle rayner learns from the one surviving guardian the former leaders and creators of the green lantern corps is that parallax this is where we get into the retcon territory okay parallax isn't hal jordan parallax is the living symbiotic embodiment of fear in the entire universe so he is a literal alien parasite but parasite makes him sound small he's huge he's massive think the the dweller in darkness yeah. right
0: and scary like that, oh too.
1: and terrifying like he is illustrated in horrifying fashion in these pages And what had actually happened wasn't that Hal Jordan went nuts. It was that he was possessed by Parallax, who controlled him, caused Hal Jordan to act out of fear, attack the Guardians, destroy the core, etc. And so Kyle Rayner realizes Hal Jordan wasn't actually ever a bad guy. He was just taken over and not within his own control. And so a really sweet story unfolds. Kyle Rayner takes Hal Jordan's... This is a little bizarre, right? But hey, comics. Hal Jordan's coffin, his body is in the center of the sun. Kyle Rayner pulls it out, somehow Hal Jordan's fine. Heck of a coffin. Like that's that's pretty impressive. Most of the time you put coffins into fire, they and you burn up, all right? This one not the case. We retrieve Hal Jordan's right. Retrieves Hal Jordan's body teams up with again the lone remaining guardian But the problem is, while they are trying to find a way to revive the spirit of Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan's spirit has paired up with the specter. What the flip is the specter. Without getting too far into it, because you can get too far down that rabbit hole and then it's not helpful, the specter is the embodiment of the vengeance of God. And Hal Jordan has somehow, his spirit has paired up with the specter. And so they're just going around the world Bringing justice in a sort of not great way against justice. bad guys. Think of justice like the Punisher justice, where it's like you have done something bad, you dead. Okay. <laughs> you will pay for your sin. Yeah, and so kind of kind of tough. Not not exactly putting Hal Jordan, making him look that good. But there is the fact that his spirit is alive. Now his body's over here. They just need to be brought together, right? No big deal, it would seem. So Kyle Rayner and the Guardian work to bring the spirit of Hal Jordan and the body back together. But in the meantime, Parallax, still alive and well, has taken over Jon Stewart, Guy Gardner, and uh, Kilowog, another Green Lantern that survived Hal Jordan's attack and used to be one of the other greatest Green Lanterns. And so now the Guardian, Kyle Rayner, and Hal Jordan have to work to get Parallax Out of Jon Stewart, Kilowog, Guy Gardner. In the meantime, those three guys, while possessed by Parallax, are duking it out with the Justice League. Batman, this whole time, is super skeptical about the return of Hal Jordan. He's convinced that Hal Jordan is bad news. Hal Jordan (laughs) Jordan tells him he doesn't give an F what Batman thinks. There's a great scene where Jon Stewart actually gets in Batman's face and gets ticked off at him and says, Listen, man, the only reason you don't like Hal Jordan is because he was the only one of us that wasn't afraid of you. And that's what you need to be effective is you need people to be afraid of you. And Hal Jordan wasn't and that scared you. Great moment, Jon Stewart calling out Batman. So regardless, the Lanterns are able to rally together, take down Parallax, get him captured again Rebuild and the rebuilding process begins for the Green Lantern course. They rebuild the central power battery on OA. Somehow, the lone guardian starts bringing his fellow guardians back to life because, again, comics. Yep. (laughs) But Hal Jordan, after a 10 year hiatus, has been brought back into the fold, and now it's up to him to try and go on a redemption tour, which is where we'll get into in the future. But highly recommend if you're looking for a good run, and by a good run I mean a run that makes sense and tells a good story. Check out Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern. Again, start with Rebirth. That's where you want to kick things off. There are some real highlights along this run. The Sinestro Corps War we'll get into in the future. Blackest Night's a great story as well. White, those are fantastic. oh my gosh, those are two of the White. best I've ever read. But if you want some more context, particularly before you jump into the Sinestro Corps War. Start with Green Lantern Rebirth. You won't be disappointed. That's my that's my recommendation for the week.
0: Geoff Jones is like, Ooh. if in case anybody's wondering, his Green Lantern run is really renowned for being good because he introduced all the lanterns. He did a lot of lore for Green Lanterns. He, it's insane to think that we didn't get a Yellow Lantern core till the early two thousands.
1: Yeah, he really took a stale idea of the Green Lantern core, and transformed it into something much more robust than it was oh my gosh yep i mean he he did some awesome creative uh creative work that really fleshed out some great ideas so you go from just having the green lantern core with willpower to other colors along what he called the emotional spectrum so it's it's phenomenal we're going to keep diving into it but conceptually it's really enjoyable for that reason because of the creativity that you see visually. All the artists that work with Jeff Johns on this run are fantastic. So there's no duds in here. Ethan Van Skyver does a lot of work. Ivan Reese. Um, let's see, trying to think of who else was the two primary guys. Doug, Doug Mankey. Mankey. Yep. yep. He's in there quite a bit. Yep. So it's
0: I love I loved his art in blackness. Well. Yeah,
1: it it's great. The villains are fantastic. The adversaries are phenomenal. Like the character Sinestro, I barely talked about Sinestro, if at all, in here. He gets brought back from the dead as well because comics. Oh, yeah. But everybody thought he was time dead. Time bullets. Turns out time bullets, baby. Sinestro is alive and well. Um, and he gets fleshed out as a tremendous adversary for Hal Jordan. Uh, so it's it's awesome stuff. I'm looking forward to diving into it even more. But there you go.
0: Awesome.
1: I think I that about does it for us, think Riles. That
0: wraps it up. Um, as always, follow, like, share, subscribe, yada yada yada. You know the drill. So um, yeah, I
1: think that's it. Go see shang Chi if you haven't Go seen see it yet. Shang-Chi. Treat yourself. You won't be uh you won't be disappointed with how you spent that two hours. It's a, it's a couple hours well spent. Great. Yeah, so, yeah. On
0: that note, uh, Godspeed. Go Hawks. <laughs> that was. A